0: $3 at harrys.com slash rtg that's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set what's up everybody welcome to a non-episode of Remember the Game. There's no new podcast this week. I'm going to be away for Christmas. I decided to take the week off. Uh, So I'm actually releasing one of our previously Patreon-exclusive podcasts here on the free feed. Expansion Pass is a show that I release to our Patreons every Thursday. uh, And the episode you're about to hear is from earlier this year. It's Expansion Pass number 50. And I rank my favorite Super Nintendo games uh, of all time. If you enjoy it and you want to maybe thinking about, hey, I'd like more of these. uh, We've got tons of bonus episodes waiting in our archives you can get them for as little as two dollars a month at patreon.com rememberthegame remember the game but a quick note and i'll remind you at the end of the episode wait until january 1st before you sign up if you're thinking about it because if you sign up in the last couple of days of december you're going to get double dipped on because they charge you the day you sign up and then they charge you on the first of every month uh so yeah if you want to check out all the rest of our bonus podcasts consider signing up in the new year patreon.com slash remember the game in the meantime i hope you all enjoyed this episode very much and thank you so so much for listening to remember of the game and helping us absolutely explode like we fucking did in 2021 i'm i'm grateful beyond words i hope you all have a helpy help help helpy 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 safe happy healthy holiday I, I literally did two minutes of podcasting this week and still fucked it up anyway enjoy the bonus episode everybody merry christmas happy holidays and i will talk to you in 2022 take it easy cheers What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 50th edition of Remember the Game Expansion Pass. It is our Patreon-exclusive weekly podcast here at Remember the Game Industries. My name is Adam Blank, and if you're hearing my voice right now, at some point you've decided that this little train wreck of ours is worth at least $2 of your hard-earned money. And if that is the case, from the bottom of my big, fat, cholesterol-clogged heart, thank you so much for helping us. We got to 50 Guys, we did 50 of these. It's like a milestone episode, the big 5-0. Uh, so thank you for helping us get here. And I, and I wanted to do something special for the big 5-0. I wanted to do something people have been asking for for a while. So I'm going to rank. And I'm not just going to rank anything. I'm going to rank my favorite games from my favorite console of all time. It is finally time for the favorite SNES games of all time ranking episode. Uh, Personally, the ranking ones are just my favorite expansion passes, period. I really enjoy the process of writing them, producing them, editing them. They always seem to get decent feedback, you know, other than the odd, I can't believe this game is that low comment. But you guys are actually pretty good for that. And I probably spent about six hours writing the script out and the notes for this podcast. So I really, I stressed out about these rankings. Cause I was like this, I'm going to hold the, I'm going to be held accountable. I always talk about how this is my favorite game, but this is my favorite game, but I love this game, but I also love that this is locked and loaded. These are my 20 favorite SNES games of all time. I really stressed out about this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and as I'm sure I'm going to stress once the intro is done, these are just my favorites. I'm not ranking them in best to worst. I'm not ranking best sellers. I have a couple guilty pleasures on there. I have a couple of big games that didn't make the cut that I'm sure I'm going to fucking hear about. Uh, I got a whole bunch of your answers. I tried to squeeze as many of them in there as I could, at least parts of them. I think I got most of them in there. And I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a long... Having not recorded this, but looking at the size of my notes... Get comfy. This could be a long one. Uh, but before we do that, as you guys know, part of your Patreon perk is a peek past the podcast here at Remember the Game Industries. So just let me uh, stamp your hand for re-entry there, please. And I will show you what is going on around here this week. And there's, it's not much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been busy, but I, I really don't have... A ton to tell you guys from the last week or so. I'm still selling tickets to my online show on the 20th, if you're interested, Eventbrite. Uh, Still waiting on my samples of my merchandise to show up. They sent me an email saying that they've shipped and the arrival date is March 15th to March 25th. What? What? So it was like I basically took it at some point this month These will show up. That's the arrival date for this crap. But I guess that's what you get when you live in Canada and you order something from the U.S. and the U.S. postal worker has to try to get past the polar bears and the beavers that we have stationed at the border. And quickly, if you're like, dude, you're Canadian, why aren't you buying local? Because it's really fucking expensive to buy this shit in Canada. And then I got to ship it to all the U.S. listeners, which is where most of our listeners are, not to mention the U.K. and Australia and all the fucking... The other side of the planet weird places and it's just canada we i love it i love this little frozen desert of ours but it is not a cheap place to make anything so anyway so i'm waiting for them to come in from the states um that's about all i really have to tell you guys i oh no do i do have something else to tell you guys here uh our twitch stream this thursday this past thursday for the third week in a row crashed about an hour in, third week in a row. I don't get it. I've Googled it. Other people seem to have problems at certain times on certain days. No one seems to have a concrete answer as to why, but I'm done with it. I'm not streaming on Thursdays, at least not for a while because I'm sick and tired of the crap. From um, Nobody seems to know how to fix it. So for the time being, at least next week, I'm going to try streaming on Wednesday. So beginning next week, my streaming schedule will be Tuesday, Wednesday night, and then Saturday afternoon. And I'm honestly, I might, I haven't decided yet, but I am thinking about dropping the third stream and just going to Tuesday and Saturday. It's just a lot when I throw in all the podcasts and everything else I'm doing, plus my life. And you know, hopefully sooner than later, they jam all of our arms full of medicine and then comedy's back. And then one of them's going to have to go anyway. So I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do yet, but I'm thinking, thinking, thinking about it, thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out what to do with Twitch. You know, I enjoy doing it. I have the equipment here. I feel like I'm getting better at it, but it's like, I know there's something there that I can do with this. And I just don't know what it is. I'm just trying to find my groove, figure out what I should be playing, figure out what to do with it. You know, I was saying it on the stream this week. I think moving forward, my my Twitch stream is primarily going to be a Tetris stream. I'll play other stuff when I feel like it. But Tetris is the game that I just never get sick of. It's the most relaxing thing in the world to me. People in the chat can play Tetris 99 with me. It's where I'm the most comfortable when I'm on there on the camera. Because I got to be honest with you guys. Like, I think I've said this before, but being on camera is not... I mean, it's a hard thing for a lot of people. Um, I'm not shy in the least. I have no fear of public speaking at all. But I do have my lazy eye. And Twitch, I was saying to Shaylee last night, Twitch has been a great tool for helping me finally get over a little bit of the insecurity I have when it comes to my eye. And it's funny because I don't really care if you make fun of it. I make fun of it. But at the same time, if I you know, I can see it on the camera and then that bothers me, but it is really helping me. So I don't want to quit. I'm going to stick with stream with Twitch. Frankly, it's helped me become a better comic. It's definitely kept me loose. Um, it's just such a weird thing to do. It's so unnatural. Play video games. while people watch you talk to yourself? It's just a weird fucking thing to do, but I'm sticking with it. Our numbers are going up. We're getting close to like 30 people a stream now. Semi regularly, which is fucking dope, and I'm thinking I can take these like Tetra streams and kind of cut them up and put them on social media and try to get more people over there, and so that's kind of what I'm leaning toward. Um, oh, dude, yeah! And by the time you guys hear this, we uh, will have crossed twenty thousand downloads in the last thirty days. My goal was by the end of 2021, I wanted to have twenty thousand downloads in a month. That was my goal, and uh, we passed that in 71 days. So now I'm like, well, what the fuck? Do we just shut it down and go home? What's next? What's the next goal? Is it 25,000? Is it 30,000? The, the more downloads you get, the higher you show up in the charts, the higher you show up in the charts, the more people find your show. Frankly, I'm starting to get nervous. I'm going to buckle under the pressure and everyone's going to realize that I don't actually know what I'm talking about. I hate video games and I'm just doing this because you Uline won't why, bring me back. So uh, thank you. The, the reason I bring that up uh, for a quick uh, self dick sucking is thank you. I want to thank all you guys for for helping me Um, we should all be proud of this. I know that I'm the one doing the work and everything. I get that. Um, but you guys are the ones telling your friends about it and listening to the show and leaving me the reviews and and picking me up when I'm down. And thank you. We had 7,000 downloads last March and we're probably going to end this March with 21 to 22,000. That's fucking unreal. Unreal. I know I say it all the time, but just thank you guys. I, this is a legitimate dream come true and it wouldn't be happening without all you's. So thank yous all so much. And uh, I think, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Oh, quickly, because I know you guys are Patreons. Patreons, 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 Patreons. Anyway, I know you guys are the ones that are eligible to get the lanyards that I will be sending out. Uh, I have not ordered them yet because I'm waiting to see how many I have to order because I'm seeing how many people get in. I'm probably going to order extras anyway. But... um, I'm gonna get that order in soon, and then I'll shoot out a mass message to everybody. And uh, if it's, I know some people have literally never opened or sent mess check their 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 Patreon DMs, uh, which is cool. I, I wouldn't want to talk to me either. I understand, uh, but I am gonna post about it. I'll send out a DM probably in the next week once we hit that March 21st deadline. Looking to get as many all your mailing. If you want to give me somewhere, I can send you this fucking lanyard. And then I'm hoping to get them ordered, like I say, next week when I have a number in place. Hopefully they'll get here by the beginning of April. I'll get them out and you guys will have them within a month. That's what I'm shooting for, okay? So they are coming. Thank you all so much for for getting us over the numbers. Thank you for all the Patreon. We're fucking growing. We're growing everywhere. Fucking growing everywhere. I'm just in a great mood and that's enough. I have nothing else to talk about. I've sucked my dick in front of everybody for the millionth time. According to our new drinking game rules, you all have to take a drink. So take your drink. I'll cue up some SNES music. And when we come back, I will rank my 20 favorite SNES games of all time. Let's go. of you guys, i'm I'm a little nervous that this episode is gonna suck because you've all heard me talk about most of these games so many times before. Uh, and you already clearly all know what number one is. like ninety nine percent of you know what number one is. I actually considered counting them down backwards starting at number one and then number two number but then i was like the big finality of the episode is gonna be like and my 20th favorite game is that's and that's lame it'd be like watching a movie when you already know how it ends and you just want to see how they get there. so i don't want to do that so uh i i'm thinking slash hoping that the ranking concept will keep it entertaining we're gonna do a royal rumble style again like we did with the nes ranking and i'll hit the music before each game so that it kind of surprises you with the music, because I love doing that. It's a lot more work to track down the music for 20 video games and then splice them all into the show, but I just really enjoy doing it that way, so I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to fucking do it, and I want to stress again, for the millionth time, uh, I guess it's only the second time, but I want to stress it again. These are not being ranked by the best to worst. These are not ranked as must-own or anything This is all Adam. This is just my personal tastes, my personal favorites. And while my order can change based on my mood, I came up with this order yesterday. Then I did it again today just to see if it would change and nothing changed. So I'm pretty confident in this order. Uh, I have about 30 comments from you guys too, which is fucking awesome. I feel like every week we get more and more comments. I try so hard to read all of them. It's getting closer and closer to being impossible. But I'm fairly certain I got at least like 90 percent of you into this episode at least in some capacity i did my best i promise don't stop writing in i read as many i i I read them all in person and i read as many as i can on the shows i keep track of who i read so i can try to make sure different people get read different weeks so just keep writing all right all right I, (laughs) i every time i say it like that i think of the simpsons when Otto's like yelling at the seniors and he's like all right all right anyway So for my rankings, what I did is I looked up a list of every SNES game ever released. I just Googled it, found an alphabetical order release, and then I just scrolled through it, and every time a game I knew popped up on my list, I just went over to my Excel sheet and slotted it in, and actually, the very first game that came up was Batman Forever because I played that, and alphabetically, that was the first Super Nintendo game that showed up, so that instantly got number one, and then... Uh, I think Battletoads and Battle Maniacs was number two. And I liked that game better than Batman Forever. So then it became number one. Batman Forever became number two. And I just worked my way through. And by the time I was done, I had about 50 games on my list. Um, and it sucked watching some great games that I really do like get bumped down into out of 20 into the mid 20s. Uh, that was tough, but I also think it's a smoking testament to how incredibly stacked the SNES's library is. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, getting a top 30. getting So once I got it down to about 30, it was easy. But whittling that down to 20 was like pulling teeth. So that was tough. So I'm going to count them down 20 to 1. I'm almost certainly going to sneak a few honorable mentions in near the end because I'm weak. And to let you guys know where a couple extra games just barely missed out and uh let's get this thing going let's do it let's go my my favorite snes games of all time number 20 Mega Man 7 and just this should set the tone for how difficult this was the fact that one of my beloved Mega Man games is behind 19 other games shows you just what I think of the depth of the Super Nintendo's uh, library and for the record game number 21 was Secret of Evermore and I was super close to switching Mega Man 7 and Secret of Evermore but I just can't. It's Mega Man. That's what puts it over the edge, you know? And Mega Man 7 is awesome. Frankly, I don't think that this game gets the love that it deserves. So it's number 20 on my favorite Super Nintendo games list. Ryan Bayshore wrote into us on Patreon and said Kirby Superstar, Super Mario World, Mario Paint, Super Metroid, Super Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country 1 through 3, Mario All Stars, and Mega Man 7, just to name a few. I could go on forever. This is a legend of a console. And that's what I'm talking about, Ryan. Most of the other games that you listed are dope as well. Many of them are going to show up on my list. Mario paint is kind of, eh, but that's just me. Uh, you snuck mega man seven in there and that warms my heart. Cause I think this game is brutally underrated brutally. Now I will say I hate, The fact that you only get access to four robot masters at a time in Mega Man 7. You got to beat the first four and then the second four come in. And it's just fucking dumb because you basically have a one in four shot at having each master's weakness. It really takes away from that choose your own adventure mechanic that makes Mega Man so spectacular. A few Mega Man games have done that and it's bullshit. I'm thinking Mega Man V5 on the Game Boy fucking did that as well, which was garbage. But that aside, though, I like everything else about this game. I love the graphics. Some people shit on them uh i like that everything is so big and bright mega man is not too big like some people say i love that he's bigger the enemies the robot masters are fucking huge detailed i actually think the robot masters in this game are amongst the best in any mega man game it's got an awesome soundtrack as well uh this game just does what so many snes games did to their nes counterparts it just makes them bigger and brighter and better It's Oh, I love it. Now, that said, there's another Mega Man game on this list that might pop up a little later that looks even better than this one. But we'll get there in a little bit when we get there. For my money, the most underrated game in the Mega Man series is Mega Man 7. And I mean that across them and Mega Man X. I think Mega Man 7 is the most underrated game in Mega Man. And so it makes my top 20 NES games of all time, barely uh barely if you have not played it it's worth checking out you can get it on the mega man um the second mega man legacy collection it's mega man 7 8 9 10 8 is feces but mega man 7 9 and 10 are all awesome and worth your money so i recommend checking out that that package for the record if you guys can hear some weird like noise uh somebody right outside of my office window is clearly scraping snow and they aren't respecting the fucking sacred parchment of the remember the game industries and that pisses me off but anyway if you can hear that noise that's what that is so that's my number 20 game and we'll just keep this thing right on plugging along my 19th favorite super nintendo game of all time is Kirby Superstar. And I think people write this game off because it's Kirby. And <laughs> admittedly, I have done that with modern Kirby games. It like a- actually every Kirby game since Kirby Superstar, I've kind of written it off for being Kirby, so I understand why people do that, but this is one that you shouldn't sleep on. It is not the hardest game you've ever played. Kirby never is, you know that. But this one isn't nearly as baby mode as later Kirby games are. If you've never played Kirby's Adventure on the NES, his games, like, they used to have a little bit of bite to them. You know, Kirby's Adventure on the NES, Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo, just a little bit of bite. and I mean a little. You know, they were like mild hot wings. You could taste the hot, but anyone could finish them. They weren't causing any damage. They're still fucking crazy fun, though. And for my money, this is his best work. Kirby Superstar is the best Kirby game ever made. It's eight games in one. It's a nice variety of platforming, collectibles, minigames. Meta Knight is here. I think it looks fucking fantastic again just like Mega Man 7 and probably 15 or 16 other games on this list they just took the nes iterations of these games pumped them full of pixelated steroids and puked them out again and it looks beautiful i think kirby looks phenomenal in this game he's big and bright it's obvious how different his design is with every weapon that he picks up the soundtrack to this game is dope this is actually one of the first games i ever hundred percented As a kid. And I just played it over and over and over. Like God I wish Kirby had stayed like this. You know. I don't need like fucking Dark Souls difficulty in my Kirby games. But I don't like being able to just tape my analog stick to the right. Walking away and then coming back the next day to find out I beat the game. Either. Just a little bit of. Maybe put difficulty modes in there. Give us a reason. We want to play them. Just give us a re Make them not. Dummy proof. Please. I don't know how else to say it. I mean but haters can hate. Okay, you won't catch me defending a lot of Kirby games. I haven't played any of the modern ones to defend them, but I will dig in my heels and I will defend Kirby Superstar to the death, sir. It is a good fucking game. And we covered it back on Remember the Game number 113. So if you want to hear me jerk off all over it for about an hour or so, uh, you can find it back there, Okay, See what you guys had to say. Thor the Hammered wrote in and said, since I know you'll cover all the heavy hitters, how about a couple hidden gems? Did anybody else play *Mystical Legend of the Mystical Ninja? My brother and I would rent this from the video store constantly as kids. Great co-op action-adventure game with RPG elements and Goof Troop. I know it sounds crazy, but this game was better than it had any right to be. Fun action puzzle game. The NES was my first console, but the SNES is my favorite console of all time, and I think it always will be. Uh yeah, I mean this. I think the switch is probably gonna take the Super Nintendo down for me. It's probably about even right now, but I get it. I I, told, I get it. Same thing, Thor. I grew up with an NES. Super Nintendo's what really clicked with me. And uh, one of the one of the things that you got uh, one of a ton of comments. That we received is like naming some lesser known SNES titles. And I don't want to call them a lesser tier because it's all clearly subjective. But when, everyone, when you think of the Super Nintendo, everyone thinks of the Marios and the Zeldas, the RPGs. And there's some more niche games out there that people love, you know. And Thor the Hammered went with Legend of the Mystical Ninja. I've not played Goof Troop. I have played The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, though. I don't know it super well, but I did rent it a couple times as a kid. I love the fucking graphics. People have actually brought it up to cover it on Remember the Game in the past, too. So at some point, eventually, I will do a a current modern playthrough of it, and then we'll review it on the show. Definitely. I agree. That is definitely a hidden gem on the SNES. Um, This next game on my list is the furthest thing from a hidden gem. It was a launching point for one of the greatest franchises and genres in gaming history. It's a game everybody has played. My 18th favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... super mario kart Uh, super mario kart's one of those games everybody's played it most people love it maybe not so much for how well it holds up because but because we all grew up playing it together you know what i mean maybe some people look at super mario kart now and think like "Eh, know, but anyone that grew up playing it has a soft spot in their heart for the original Super Mario Kart. And you know what? I'll tell you right now. I replayed it on my Switch when it showed up there on SNES SNES Online, and I think it holds up better than you might imagine. If you haven't played it in a long time, I suggest firing up and giving it a try. And then you, like, I was fucking obsessed with this game as a kid. I made my own Mario Kart board games. I grinded and grinded at this game to, you know, good good. I beat everything. I got all the gold trophies, and I just kept playing it over and over and over. And then battle mode? Oh, forget about it. Oh, it was just it was the first party game. It was the first legitimate party game that at least that I can think of that first one we ever partied with was like battle mode in Super Mario Kart, man. Just oh, so much more fun than it had any business being. And I didn't realize when I started playing Super Mario Kart as a kid, but that game just sunk its claws into me in a way that only a couple other games and franchises ever have. I legitimately put Super Mario Kart on the same level as the original Super Mario Brothers as as far as the long-term effect that it had on me goes. Like I have played every Mario Kart entry since and there are very very few franchises that I can say that for, especially franchises with as many entries as Mario Kart has. I actually ranked them. Expansion Pass number 28 if you haven't listened to it yet, I rank all the Mario Kart games and Super Mario Kart is not the best Mario Kart game by any stretch. And it's actually one of the few games on my list of 20 that doesn't have an inferior NES counterpart for me to talk about how much better it is on the Super Nintendo. This was the launching point for Super Mario Kart. And I remember, I don't know if you guys are going to remember this, I remember there was a Sega commercial back in the day where they would compare how fast the genesis was compared to the super nintendo and super mario kart was the game they used to represent nintendo and it was all like on this old beat-up tv that was tied to the back of this broken down van and then there was another slick looking tv tied to a race car that was sonic and it fucking took off and and it's so funny because it was supposed to make nintendo look bad and slow but every time i saw that commercial it just made me want to go play mario kart because i know how much fun it was you know i love this franchise i love this game i would have really liked to put super mario kart higher than 18th on my list um but honestly it's this is about as high as it belongs which is a real testament to the snes library right that there's 17 legitimate games that i would play ahead of super mario kart Uh, and we covered super mario kart all the way back on episode six of remember the game if you want a little bit more cardy goodness you can go check that out oh i fucking love that game uh, Wolfgang Darren wrote into us on Patreon and said, As a Sega Knight, I didn't own an SNES, but since adulthood, I've purchased my own, and I have a small collection. Donkey Kong Country, Demon's Crest, Super Castlevania 4, Super Mario All-Stars, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and Earthbound. And I enjoy playing some of the other games on SNES online, so I'm learning to love what they brought to the Nintendo table, and I wish I could have had more fun with them as a kid. Uh, Darren, first of all, nobody's gonna judge you for being a Sega kid growing up. well... Like, I mean, I guess I... Okay, I judge you for that shit all the time, but not on this episode. This episode, it's okay. I think the cool thing about this is now you get to experience one of the greatest libraries of games ever for the first time. You know how many Super Nintendo kids would fucking love to experience these games again for the first time? Ah, oh, I feel like that with the Genesis. So many games that I had never played before that I'm getting to experience and I'm falling in love with now. Like Shinobi 3, Shining Force, Streets of Rage. Um, It's really cool. Now that said... And keep in mind, I'm a biased, complete, dick-sucking Nintendo shill. Experiencing the Genesis lineup for the first time is not the same as experiencing the SNES lineup for the first time. And I I think most impartial retro gamers would agree. Even if you grew up as a Genesis kid, I think, test of time, most people can say, yeah, the Super Super Nintendo lineup is just fucking... Uh, And you're off to a great start with some of the games that you listed off there. Donkey Kong Country, Mario All-Stars, Link to the Past, Earthbound... Those are all excellent. Some of them might even pop up later on in this episode. Hint, hint. But there was one game that you mentioned, Darren, that honestly, I'm floored. Nobody else brought up. And it's one that I missed out on as a kid too, only to fall in love with it as an old man now as I get old and fat and just sit around playing video games and they're too hard and I complain. But there is. There's one game that you mentioned that no one else seemed to bring up, which shocks me. And it's actually my 17th favorite Super Nintendo game of all time. That is Super Castlevania 4. Darren, great pull. And again, how was this on nobody else's lists? Unless I missed it, but I don't think I did because I went through them all a couple of times. I've never been the world's biggest Castlevania fan. I don't think they're bad by any stretch. Except okay, Castlevania 2, which is fucking puke. Okay, that game is is puke. But I don't think Castlevania games are bad. I just never really played a lot of them. I played the original as a kid once in a while when we would rent it. But that was it. That was my only Castlevania experience. And then Super Castlevania 4 won our Patreon poll last year. So I sat down and I played through it and I realized that it is simply spectacular. Just spectacular. And again to repeat myself like I'm probably going to keep doing they just took the NES Castlevania and they made it look real pretty it's big it's colorful but it's also still kind of dark and Castlevania-y I think it's a little easier than the NES ones at least the first Castlevania on the NES but it's still pretty tough the stairs are still awful they're still the hardest enemy in the game and when you take damage you fucking fly around like Dorothy in a tornado or whatever the fuck happened in that movie uh, but god damn is it fun and being able to control your whip as a separate entity and what directions it goes in and stuff instead of just being able to swing it in a straight line straight ahead uh, that was huge that was the best part of the game I thought that was the coolest shit this is one of only two games I think two or three in my top 20 that I didn't grow up playing so I don't have those nostalgia it doesn't get the nostalgia bonus points but when I did finally play it it blew me away Like, it makes me imagine how someone experiencing this entire library for the first time must feel. Because that's how I felt playing Super Castlevania IV. It's just excellent. If you have not played Super Castlevania IV, please do. You can get it on your Super Nintendo Classic. It comes on there. And it's part of the Castlevania collection that's available on just about everything for a pretty cheap price it goes on sale quite regularly so highly recommend you play Castlevania Super Castlevania 4. Uh we actually covered it back on episode 101 of remember the game as well so if you want more Castlevania goodness you can find it over there and for those of you hounding me for more Castlevania on remember the game I know you guys bring up Symphony of the Night you guys bring up the NES games they will eventually find their way onto the show I haven't really played them But Castlevania 4 has turned me on to the idea that I have to play these games because I really fucking, God, I love this game. This was a year ago. This game would not even have been in the discussion to be on my list. And now it's locked into my top 20. Is that good? Uh, now a few of you wrote in with just lists of games no explanations you just listed off like 10 games they're very hard for me to fit in generically i also understand why you just listed off a bunch of games because it's incredibly hard to just pick a favorite super nintendo game which is what i asked everyone to do so i'm just gonna bomb through a couple of your lists here seriously i don't know if it's okay so it's the user handle is seriously capital r lowercase o n capital p with no spaces so is it seriously ron p or seriously r on p i'm assuming ron p so i'm gonna go with seriously i'm just gonna call you seriously so but anyway uh seriously wrote in it said in no particular order Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore, Sim City, Link to the Past, Super Mario Kart, Earthbound, Breath of Fire, Lufia, and the Fortress of Doom, Illusion of Gaia, and Desert slash Jungle Strike. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I do not know all those games uh, seriously, but that is a great, very RPG-heavy list. And shout out to Secret of Evermore. I was so glad to see that. Oh, I desperately wanted to put that game in my top 20. It really hurt to cut. It was the last cut. The last player cut from the team, and I was like, "I'm fucking ah, I'm sorry, Mr. Satan." Also, just left a list of games: Rock and Roll Racing, Metal Warrior, Pilot Wing, SimCity, Evo, Aerobiz, Supersonic, Act Razors Two, Battle Clash, Gemfire, Metal Mary Marines, and Cybernator. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, Mr. Satan. I've played two of those games, and I've heard of I think five of them. Uh like I honestly don't know if these are your favorite games or if you just picked random games that nobody else brought up. I just I'm so, I'm sorry, I have no opinions on any game on that list cuz I don't know any of those games except one. One game was on both of these lists that is just a fucking gem and Juan V brought it brought it up as well. Uh Juan V wrote in and said, "I went through my back catalog to find some obscure games that i liked that nobody has mentioned yet but i couldn't really find any so i'm just gonna say the same games as everybody else link to the past super metroid super mario world chrono trigger final fantasy 3 i also really love playing sim city and ultima 6 on my snes but i guess they aren't really snes games the fuck they're not 1v i well ultima 6 maybe it isn't i don't even know what that is but sim city that is sure as fuck an snes game in fact This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. Sim City is one of my favorite SNES games. It is my sixteenth favorite, to be precise. Sim fucking city this game also has the distinction of being the super nintendo game that i most want to see added to snes online more than any of the rpgs people are asking for more than turtles in time i want sim city because the super nintendo version of sim city is my favorite version of sim city and admittedly it's also the only version that i've spent a serious amount of time with but i have played others and every other one i've played Turned me off. There was just too much. It was too complex. And I get some people really like that They probably want that in their game. I just found it a little overwhelming. SimCity on the SNES was just basic enough. It's, it's awesome. When I was a kid, I played this game so much... And then I did what probably everybody did and I would spend all my money in the first like three weeks and then I would have to just set it to max speed and play Game Boy or read a book or something while I waited you know, five minutes for the year to go by so that I could collect taxes and have enough money to build a few more things. And I just, oh, I could not stop playing it. The feeling, and for any of you that played this game, you'll know what I'm talking about. The feeling of seeing a couple residential zones in SimCity that are side by side and they would merge into one of those giant apartment buildings. Oh, I have got to assume that's what it's like to watch your kid being born. I, I have to assume that it's the closest feeling to watching one of the like. That's the next best thing to seeing two residential zones merge together. It's very, very special. This was just another one of those games. I made my own board game out of it when I was a kid. I could never get tired of playing this game. And when I I didn't play a ton of them, uh, but this game turned me into kind of like a business management sim game fan that I still really enjoy playing today. I'm a massive fan of the original Roller Coaster Tycoon and this game and Dino Park Tycoon, which we'll cover on Remember the Game someday. Those games are the reason that I like those business simulation games. And having this, oh, having Super Nintendo Sim City on the Switch where you could just pick it up, work on your city until you're out of money and then watch TV or something while you wait for more money to come in, that'd be perfect. You don't even have to add it to SNES Online. I'll pay for it. I'll pay you 10 bucks. For SimCity Super Nintendo version on the Switch right now, ten bucks just like that, and it just ah, oh. I ju- I just checked. Nintendo developed it. Nintendo owns it. So what the fuck? Where is it? Maybe there's like a licensing thing because of the name. I have to assume that's what it is. But quit fucking around, Nintendo. Give us SimCity. Give I oh, I love this game. We covered it back on episode sixty eight of Remember the Game as well. So if you're interested in hearing more about it, it was covered back there. But I fucking... You're goddamn right it's a Super Nintendo game 1B. I fucking love SimCity. Um, where are we? 15. Okay, so as we get into number 15, I feel the need to point out this is kind of the first gap. This is the first the first tier, as it were. You know, I, I struggled seeding all the games that we talked about so far, 20 through 16 but the game that I've got upcoming up next in the 15 hole, it was easy to put ahead of all the games behind it. So I would say there's another tier jump up around number 11. We'll get there. But these next few games, 15, 14, 13, 12, are all very, very close to each other in my books. Uh, now, a few of you brought up this series... But nobody mentioned this game in particular, which which does, I understand that because this is the weakest of the three while still an incredible game. My 15th favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Was it Double Trouble or Triple Trouble? Oh, I should have checked. I just might count on my brain. Now it's going to bother me. Just fucking just shut up. Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Thank you. Did I say triple or it doesn't matter? Dixie Kong's. Boy, I suck at this. Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Now, I'm a bit of a Donkey Kong Country fan, despite not knowing what the games are called. I think I've mentioned that about a million times in the past on these podcasts. We will absolutely do a ranking of the Donkey Kong Country games uh, down the road. We'll do an episode about that down the road for sure. And Donkey Kong Country 3 is obviously the third game in the SNES trilogy, and I want to clarify two things about it right off the top. Number A... I say it's the weakest game in the trilogy, although I don't know if that necessarily means that it's the worst game. I just think it's the least memorable. I think that's a better way to describe it. Uh, And number two, it is still a really good fucking video game. Like, really good. When we were kids, my brother and I owned Donkey Kong Country 1 and 3. We never got Donkey Kong Country 2. I have played the fuck out of two cents. But I do remember really liking this game as a kid. It was nice to play something so different from Donkey Kong Country 1 that I had played so many times. But it also still kind of felt like Donkey Kong Country 1, you know? It had an overworld that you could actually explore and had secrets in it. It had one of those cliche mini-games where you'd like find items and then have to trade them to characters for other items and blah, 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 blah. Um, I have been pushing for Dixie Kong to be added to Smash for a very long time. This game is why. Because I prefer Diddy Kong in Donkey Kong Country 1, but I greatly prefer Dixie Kong in Donkey Kong Country 3. The biggest black eye on Donkey Kong Country 3 is having to play a shitty, fuck face Kitty Kong. Nobody likes him. He just brings Dixie down. He's awful. There's a reason they don't bring him back. I will never understand... The decision to put that jerk in the game instead of just letting you control Dixie and Donkey Kong. That's all it should have been. It would have been such a nice way to tie up the SNES trilogy. Dixie and Donkey Kong save Diddy. So then you have Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Dixie Kong, Donkey Kong. I don't get, like, why? The game is even built around the pairing of Dixie Kong and a big, strong, slow partner. Why is it not Donkey Kong? I don't get it. So I hate Kitty Kong, but I do love everything else about this game. I think it looks gorgeous. I think it plays well. Dixie Kong is a hero. It is a great game that will definitely get an episode of Remember the Game down the road. Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Fucking love this game. Uh, Now, number 14 on my list is... uh, It's probably the decision the ranking that's gonna get me the most heat outside of maybe leaving someone's favorite game off the list and having to get yelled at for that this is the ranking that's gonna get the most like what the fucks Uh, so before I keep going I wanna stress again this is all personal preference these are my favorite games these are not the best games and if you're really mad you can send your hate mail to memberthegame at gmail.com my 14th favorite Super Nintendo game of all time Final Fantasy Three or Final Fantasy VI, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And listen, all right, listen, I know many people, including people listening to this, not only consider this the best Final Fantasy game on the SNES, but the best Final Fantasy game period. And I get why people would think that. And if I remove my personal preference, my nostalgia glasses, and I just look at each final fantasy game objectively, I might even agree with you. Okay. This was the hardest game for me to rank on this list because when I saw it, when it came up and I was reworking through my list and trying to put them in order, I was, this was the one where I was like, where the fuck do I see this? Because it's, it's reputation and it's legacy want, make me want to put it higher But at the end of the day, there's just 13 games that I like playing more than this. Like, I really had to force myself to be honest here and not cave to peer pressure and just put it higher because it's Final Fantasy 3 or 6. Fuck, I hate having to say that every time. Uh, I did not play this one until later in life, uh, so I I don't have crazy nostalgia for it. And while I, I, I think it's great... The the second half of the game, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it both intrigues me and I think it's cool, but it also intimidates me and slightly turns me off at the same time. Uh, because it, it's you end up with a lot of freedom. It's incredibly open. You can kind of go where you want. Do it however you want. You get a ton of characters. And I know some people dig that. They like the freedom and the decision making and stuff like that. But as someone that's just like, a, I'm a little OCD about leveling up everyone on my team. That's why I struggle with Pokemon games sometimes too. Uh, so because of that, th- this game bugs me just a little bit. Because I, I don't want to use everyone but i also don't want to leave anyone behind and horribly underleveled. so by the what usually happens, i've beaten this game a couple of times now. by the time i finish final fantasy 3, i've basically just picked my my party and that's just the characters i focus on developing and i run with them and and that's it. and once i convince myself to do that, then i'm okay, you know. Uh, plus, there are a few characters in this game that are just fucking bosses that you just want to have in your party at all times and use them. Uh, so I know ranking Final Fantasy 3 at 14th probably ruffled some feathers. But, I mean, it's still 14th. In a library of hundreds and hundreds of games, I still put it in at 14. Um, and I put it at 14 with no childhood attachments to it whatsoever. That's a pretty high fucking ranking, you guys. That's, yeah, so... And a lot of you brought this game up as well. Michael Mathis wrote in, uh, and just said for his final super his favorite Super Nintendo game it's Final Fantasy three slash six I still play it once a year. Zane Donovan wrote in and said number five Legend of Zelda number four Street Fighter Turbo number three Super Mario All Stars number two Final Fantasy four slash two and number one Final Fantasy six slash three. Pizza Power wrote in and said if I had to pick a favorite I guess I'd have to go with Final Fantasy six great story great characters best villain ever lots of replayability great game. Uh, you're goddamn right. This is the best villain ever, Pizza Power. I totally agree. I love Kefka so much. I think Kefka is hands down. I know people get fucking all hot and horny for Sephiroth, and I think Sephiroth is cool. Kefka is a better villain than Sephiroth. I... I like most of the characters. I like the story. I like the mechanics. There really is nothing wrong with this game. It's nothing more than a personal preference for me. I like my games more linear. I love my games as linear as possible. Just tell me where to fucking go. Uh, But despite the fact that I'm not the world's biggest JRPG fan in the period, uh, this is one of those games that I find the time to play through every four or five years. It really does... Deserve all the praise that it gets. It really is the real deal. We covered it way back on episode 7 of Remember the Game. Uh, If you want to hear me say what I just said, but for much longer, you can check that episode out. Uh, And if putting Final Fantasy VI at 14 on my list was not the hottest take I could come up with, then the game that I have at 13 is. Because objectively, unquestionably, no debate, the game that I have ranked at 13 is nowhere as good as Final Fantasy 6, okay? But as someone said on our Twitch stream Thursday night, we were talking about this episode, it's your list. Fuck them. So, yeah. It's my list. Fuck you. My 13th favorite Super Nintendo game of all time is... In Battle Maniacs. And without question, this will be the game on the list that people shake their heads at the most and like, you put that ahead of Final Fantasy III, I don't give a fuck. I love this game so much. I've never beaten it. I can't beat it, although I can beat the speed bikes. So suck on that. It's just one of those games that I think I could beat if I put the time into getting good enough. And I just haven't done it yet. As a kid, I played the fuck out of this game. I love the art style. I used to really like the controls when I was a kid, although I don't think they've aged well at all. It's very loose. It's not very... Usually controls piss me off. The controls in this game are not great. I think it has a top five soundtrack on the SNES. I use music from this game on Expansion Pass all the time. Sometimes you guys ask what music I'm using look up the soundtrack to Battletoads and Battle Maniacs and you'll hear a few songs that you've heard on Expansion Pass in the past. And I just think it's a fun video game. Now, I've only ever played this game and the NES Battletoads, as far as Battletoads games go. Uh, or I guess, and then the new one as well. And I have not even played a ton of the NES version, although I could beat the speed bikes in that too. Ha <laughs> um, But I still, I love this franchise anyway. The new game that came out last year, fucking owned, I loved it. And uh, I know that there's been several games already where I just said it looks like the NES game jacked up on steroids. And I don't know if there's another game on this list that that statement applies to more than it does Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Because not only does this game look like a better version of the NES for uh, um, counterpart, but it plays like it. Like the first few levels are exactly the same. You're fighting through hell or something on a mountain, and then you're getting lowered uh, into a hollow tree on a string, and then there's the speed bikes. It's the exact same levels in both games. Uh, this game is only in this spot on my list because of the nostalgia I have for it. But you know what they say, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Absolutely, no question, the worst game in my top 20 gameplay-wise. I would not suggest Battletoads and Battle Maniacs uh, to anyone that hasn't already played it or isn't a Battletoads fan. But man alive, do I love this game. And I'm proud to have it on my favorite Super Nintendo game list. We actually talked Battletoads and Battle Maniacs back on episode uh, 29. Remember the game. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. Oh my God. Dude, this fucking episode just makes me want to log off from life for like a week. And just buy a bunch of snacks and just lock myself in my office here and just play Super Nintendo. Like I just I really hope that I'm sure it is. Like the the love I have for this system is coming through. Cause oh my God, I love this system. Uh I need a drink of water here. Holy cow. All right, let's keep I don't even know how long this is because I can see my time, but I gotta put in music and I don't know how long it's gonna be. But we're not even halfway. This is going to be a big one. Doug Dorn wrote into us on Patreon and said, I want to give a couple of honorable mentions first. F-Zero is the first SNES game I ever played on a demo machine, so it still holds a special place in my heart. And Super Mario Kart is a game I still love to fire up decades later. So many memories of playing that game with school friends. But my favorite is not one I think anyone else will mention. International Superstar Soccer, winning 11 in Japan. This was Konami responding to the success of the first FIFA game and was the start of what evolved into the pro evolution soccer games. It was better than EA's efforts back then and it has gone toe to toe with them ever since. I freaking loved this game. My buddies and I would play tournaments and write down all the scores to keep track of and I kept my own scoring records of the single player games. This is my OG sports game and it gets my special vote. Doug, I fucking get it, man. Me too. Number 12 on my list. International Superstar Soccer... No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Doug. I'm sure it's good. I'm a Mega Man soccer guy myself, but I'm sure it's fine. Actually, dude, I played Super Soccer Champ. I remember the title screen going, Super Soccer Champ. And my brother and I owned it. It was fucking awful, but we played it all the time anyway. Uh, So the reason I read Doug's comment is uh, partially because I like Doug. and uh, (laughs) Not to talk International Superstar Soccer, but you did mention a game early in your uh in your in your comment that i actually love very very much i would actually consider it my 12th favorite snes game of all time Zero now I said Battletoads had one of the best soundtracks on the SNES but their soundtrack is behind the F-Zero soundtrack the music in this game oh no joke I have some of it on my phone it's great treadmill music it gets you fucking going. Even without talking about the game itself, F-Zero will be a contender to make my list just because I love the soundtrack to it that much. Raging Demon wrote in and said, number one, Killer Instinct. Number two, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Number three, F-Zero. And I'm not going to lie to you, Demon. I'm really glad you snuck F-Zero onto the end of your list because unfortunately no fighting games made my favorite super nintendo games list although i will say killer instinct is my favorite super nintendo fighting game uh but f-zero is just it's one of the earlier super nintendo games and as i'm typing this as i'm typing this and talking about like in my notes and thinking about i'm like why the fuck is this ahead of super mario kart is f-zero a better game than super mario kart that it deserves to be higher on my list And I'm like, probably not. Although I will say, I think the single player in F-Zero is better than the single player in Super Mario Kart. It doesn't even have a multiplayer mode to compare it to Kart. But I can wrap up Super Mario Kart in a couple hours and just be done. F-Zero is so much harder. I find it much more intense. I find it more captivating, especially as you get into the higher difficulties. I love the tracks. I love the graphics. I like the way it handles a lot. I really like that energy mechanic where you drive through the like the pads where it fills your fucking ship back up with damage energy. Um, aside from a lack of, of multiplayer, I don't think I have any qualms with F-Zero. It is much more skill-based Then Super Mario Kart, no items, aside from a couple of little turbos. You don't get any weapons or anything like that. And I I know some people think F-Zero looks ugly by today's standards, but I think those people are ugly by today's standards. Uh, (laughs) No, that's mean. I shouldn't say that. I don't know how ugly those people are. But I just think F-Zero looks cool today. I still think it looks great. I don't think there's a franchise on the SNES that I want to see another game from as bad as f-zero a couple of rpgs maybe we'll get to those later but i have wanted a new f-zero game for so long dude think about how sick the f-zero tracks on mario kart 8 are they're so good like oh i think the only reason we haven't gotten another f-zero game is because they're afraid that it'll either get eaten alive by the mario kart 8 install base or it'll divide that install base and they'll kind of cannibalize each other um And without question, if you're Nintendo, your money that you would spend on developing F-Zero is much better spent developing Mario Kart 9. I get it. But then give the franchise to someone else, please. Just do something with fucking F-Zero. I'm begging you. Give it to an indie studio. Let them make another Super Nintendo-looking F-Zero game. Just something. I love this game. We have not talked about it on Remember the Game yet, but you can bet your ass we will talk F-Zero on this show sooner than later bet your ass and it's going to be a very positive episode like fuck i'll talk about it on the show just for a chance to play the music frankly so now that puts us into the top 11 and the sexy thing to do i think would be to reveal number 11 and then say now we're into the top 10 with a nice round number this is the highest tiers the top 10 but much like it pained me to leave secret of evermore at 21st and get cut out of the top 20 it pains me to leave the game that's at number 11 at number 11 and have it miss out of the top 10. So this is officially another tier jump. Now we are into the cream of the crop. The next 11 games are all masterpieces and separating them is so hard and a whole bunch of you listed off just a ton of the games that i'm about to rank Andre SJA flash wrote in and said i can't wait to get my popcorn ready for this episode let me rattle off some no-brainers here super mario world donkey kong country one and two earthbound super mario rpg super metroid legend of zelda link to the past mega man x final fantasy 3 chrono trigger these are obvious and not up for debate on any NES SNES list. Anything after these are fair game. Turtles in Time is a technicality, I think, as it originally resided in the arcades. However, I still think that game makes the list. Now, that's thank you for writing in flash now i will say not all of the games you just listed are coming up in my next 11 but a bunch of them are and there's one game in there that flash mentioned that only got a couple of plugs from people and it really surprised me because it is absolutely part of that s tier level of snes games and no one brought it up my 11th favorite super nintendo game of all time Super Metroid. I've said it a couple of times already, but it really is just a real testament to the Super Nintendo's library when a game as good as Super Metroid can't get into my top 10. That is... It's also the last time I'll use the testament to the SNES library line, I think. I'm going to try not to use it again. I really really wanted to put super metroid in my top 10 and and frankly from super metroid right up through to number one i don't feel like there's a wrong order to list these games in i think they're all top quality games i think they're some of the best games ever it just comes down to personal preference and which ones you like to play more than others and i have not played super metroid as many times as i think i've played every other game left on my list so when i was seeding them i think super metroid just kind of fell to 11 because it's it's I just I haven't eaten it as much as I've eaten all the other foods. Do you know what I mean? But to this day, the only Metroid games that I've completed are Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, which I just finished. Both of them are great. They've got me just foaming at the mouth. For some more 2D Metroid. And I know there's more of them out there. I got to play them. They could legitimately just repackage Super Metroid every year with a different map. Re-release it. And I would just keep buying them like like, just like drinking water. I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. I love it. It's The graphics are crisp. The controls are awesome. Other than the wall jumping. That that can eat a little bit of ass. It's not that bad, but a little ass. Um, The exploration is awesome. Like literally, the Metroidvania genre is named after this series and that's probably my second favorite type of game period after platformers the the feeling of getting a new item in a game like metroid and then instantly just backtracking around the map to see where you can get into now that's sorry i just dropped my uh my phone that is just the best it's the best feeling it's just so fucking addictive to me games i'm thinking of like like hollow knight like the guacamelee games um steam world dig Uh, Bloodstained... uh, What was it? Ritual of the Night, I think? Or was it Curse of the Moon? No, Ritual of the Night. Yeah. Like, so many games like that. I fucking love these types of games. And I think most people consider Super Metroid to be in the same class as the other SNES, like, real heavyweights. It just doesn't seem to get brought up quite as often. And I think that's probably because Mario... Or Nintendo forgot that it exists. Like it's Samus's 35th birthday this year and I'm still holding out hope that we get some ports of some other Metroid games, but I'm not even sure Nintendo remembers that it's Metroid's birthday and I'm sure a lot of other people are wondering the same thing. So, um, we covered Super Metroid way back on episode 44 of remember the game. So if you want more Metroid talk, you can find it over there. It is a great game. It's an unofficial top 10 SNES game for me because it comes in at number 11 and that is Super Metroid. Uh, Now, my number 10 game came up one time in 30 Patreon comments, and it was an honorable mention for somebody. It just never seems to get mentioned. It never seems to get listed alongside some of the best NES games, and I don't understand why. Maybe it's because it came out super late in the SNES's life cycle. Maybe because it's a little bit of a one-off, kind of a weird spin-off game. There are other games in the series but none anywhere near the greatness of this one i cannot express how well made i think this game is and from a quality perspective i put this game literally side by side with my beloved super mario world my 10th favorite super nintendo game of all time Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And look, I certainly don't hesitate to throw shade in Yoshi's direction, alright? The Yoshis are an insanely annoying people, as, as general. But in this instance give me Yoshi over Mario any day of the week because that fucking crying from fucking baby Mario just makes me fucking mad. Uh, I remember getting this game as a birthday gift when I was a kid and I just, I played it. And I fucking played it. and I played it, I played it, I played it, I played it. And Nintendo stuck that Super Mario World 2 title on it. And well, to this day, I think that's bullshit and they should have just made a Super Mario World 2 and called this game Yoshi's Island. Um, I don't think it's nearly as greasy as throwing Mario's name on Mario is missing because both games took Mario's name, slapped it on the box to help sell copies. But unlike, or unlike the digitalized filth that is Mario is missing, Yoshi's Island is a fucking good enough game to wear the Mario name. Like I have zero issue with that other than it kind of seems like a little bit of false marketing, but it's worthy of being called a Mario game in a lot of ways. I actually think Yoshi's Island is a better game than Super Mario World. I don't like it as much, but I think it's more polished. I think there's more to do. I think it looks gorgeous. It's harder. The bosses are better. Objectively, it is just the better video game. I have been trying to 100% Yoshi's Island for 25 years, and I have never done it. I can't. The first couple worlds, I can 100% them, no problem. But once you get into the second half of the game, World 4, World 5, World 6... Trying to 100% every level to unlock the extra bonus levels in those worlds is vicious. And then when you do finally get the bonus levels, they're even worse. And not a bad way. They're just, they will fuck you up. And I like that. I like getting fucked up. Make my platformers as difficult as possible. Because it'll keep me coming back for more. Plus, it has my favorite final boss fight of any game ever. Ever. And if you haven't played it, I won't spoil it. You need to play it. And if you don't think you'll ever play it... I mean, you're wrong, but if you don't think you're ever going to play it, I at least say look up the final boss fight because it is just fucking, oh, I love it so much. Uh, I do find some of the vehicle parts... Just a little bit annoying. There's times when Yoshi turns into like a fucking submarine and shit. And I think that kind of sucks. But I think it's just a phenomenal game. I play it every couple years. I always have a good time when I play it. It's on the SNES Classic and it's on SNES Online on the Switch. So if you haven't played it, get your shit together and fucking play it somehow. We covered it back on episode 28 of Remember the Game as well. If you want to go back there and listen to me jizz all over Yoshi. Um, I feel like, oh my god, I love this fucking game. God, I love Yoshi's Island so now there's nine games left and i feel like no matter what order i put the rest of these in people are going to agree some people are going to say i'm crazy it's just i can't win uh so number nine on my list is one that several of you actually named as your favorite snes game period um and if i say anything else about it i'm going to ruin what the game is so i'm just going to play the song my ninth favorite super nintendo game of all time Zelda: A Link to the Past. And a couple of you have asked if we'll ever do an expansion pass ranking episode, uh ranking the Zelda franchise and the Zelda games. And the short answer is is probably not. And uh, and I know you want it. I've heard people ask for it, but I've only played I don't know 60-70% of all Zelda games. Um and I've never hidden the fact that I'm a middle of the road, fair-weather Zelda fan. I, you know, eh yeah it is it's fine i don't tolerate any games from zelda like there are mario games that i don't love but i play them anyways because it's mario i don't tolerate zelda i either like the game and then i play it or i don't like it and i've had enough and for my money link to the so for those of you that want a zelda ranking episode here's your spoiler link to the past is the best game in the series i still feel that breath of the okay breath of the wild is a better objective game for sure but none of them scratch my itch like Link to the Past does. It's my favorite. So I guess it's my best by default because it is my favorite game in the series. No One Cares wrote into us on Patreon and said my top five SNES games number five, Pilot Wings. Number four, Top Gear. Number three, Super Mario World. Number two, Mega Man X. Number one, A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, <laughs> no judgment, No One. But Top Gear and Pilot Wings just seem. A half a step behind Super Mario World, Mega Man X, and Link to the Past. That's just me. You fucking rank you. I have one more game coming up where people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, fucking rank you. But you had Link to the Past at number one. I would not argue with that at all. And Pat Duddy wrote into to us on Patreon and said, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past was my favorite game on the SNES and one of my favorite games, period. And uh, I feel the same way, Pat. It's Well, like... I guess I don't because link to the past is my ninth favorite game on the super Nintendo, but it is my favorite Zelda game. It is one of my favorite SNES games. It's probably the game that I've played through the most on the super Nintendo after super Mario world top three or four. Anyway, I've played through this game quite a few times and I remember getting Link to the past as a kid and I'd never really played a Zelda game before and just, it, my fucking head just exploded man that huge map and you could go anywhere and just explore it however you want and my mom used to take us to the library all the time when we were little and there was a link to the past like hints and hints and tricks book and i would take that book out of the library just over and over and over i studied that book i studied that map i used to draw that map all the time i just found it so fun to explore and i think to this day link to the past is one of the best looking games on the super nintendo as well and i know there are some people out there that grew up with zelda on the nes and they loved it and i know two of you really liked zelda 2 on the nes but i think link to the past was the game that really solidified zelda's spot as a top like 1b to mario's 1a as those two top echelon nintendo franchises anyone that wants to come in here and say link to the past is the best game on the snes Uh, has two legs to stand on. I'm not going to argue with you. It's not a crazy take at all. I find myself replaying this game every couple years at least. Uh, I literally cannot think of a criticism of Link to the Past. Like maybe having to pause all the time to change your one item, the Y button item. Uh, But that's just a product of the times. And if that is your biggest nitpick of a game, you are talking about one hell of a video game if having to pause to change items is the oh no that stupid fucking hand in the dungeons that falls from the sky and picks you up and I oh fuck it so hard i hate that fucking hand but i do love this game that's its only warts we covered it twice one of the only games to have two episodes of remember the game we covered it on episode three and we covered it again on episode 125 the legend of zelda a link to the past is a fucking masterpiece oh, i love that game CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Now, number eight on my list is, uh, is one of a couple of games where I actually think this game is better than some of the games that I have ranked higher than it. I just have more nostalgia for those other games. They're more comfort food to me than this game is. This game is just straight up fun. It's also very hard. It's not comfort food. It's like really spicy wings. You're going to enjoy them, but you can't relax while you're enjoying them. So my my eighth favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... donkey kong country 2 diddy's kong quest uh now i took i took a little heat a couple weeks ago when i listed the must own game for each console on an episode of expansion pass and i i guess spoiler but i decided to go with donkey kong country 2 for the must own super nintendo game as opposed to super mario world or link to the past or one of those but i'll tell you what i'll stand by that take obviously super mario world link to the past those are bigger they're more well-known games But anyone that knows anything about Donkey Kong Country knows that Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best game in the trilogy. And for my money, it is the best platforming experience on the Super Nintendo. It is a better platformer than Super Mario World. I truly, truly believe that. The Super Nintendo was my favorite, or pardon me, Leon, I shouldn't just say that. Like Leon wrote into us on Patreon and said the Super Nintendo was my favorite console until the Nintendo Switch came along and took its place. My absolute favorite Super Nintendo game has to be Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. The art style, the music, the platforming, the boss fights, it's perfect. I still remember the day I got my copy and it is a great childhood memory. Other favorites include Yoshi's Island. There it is. Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, Super Probotector. Uh, I don't know that game. Lemmings, Super Mario World, Final Fantasy 6, and of course, The Mighty Link to the Past. What a great system. Uh, well said. Leon, it, it, Donkey Kong Country 2 is perfect. I can't disagree with you. It introduces Dixie Kong, who has become one of my absolute favorite characters ever. I want a Dixie Kong amiibo so bad, which we'd be able to get if they would just put her in fucking Smash Brothers, where she belongs. The soundtrack is phenomenal, the game looks great, it's fun to play, tons of secrets, level variety, it gets very difficult without ever getting cheap at all. Uh, the, I Frankly, the only reason Donkey Kong Country 2 is not in my top three favorite Super Nintendo games is because it's the one Donkey Kong Country game that I didn't own as a kid. So while I have played it multiple times, I have not played it nearly as much as number one and number three. And that said, I almost like it better that way having not known it, because when I do play it, it feels fresh and new because I don't know it like the back of my hand because I only played it three or four times. Just, oh, I love Donkey Kong Country 2. If you have not played this game, it's on the SNES online service on the Switch and honestly, it is worth the cost of an online membership of its own. It, it, on its own. It really, just pay for the membership to play Donkey Kong Country 2. It is that fucking good. God, I love it. Now, we have not covered... Donkey Kong Country 2 on Remember the Game in the Past, but an episode about it will be going live by the end of March. Hint, hint, so you guys know. God, I fucking love that game. Now, number seven on my list is, it's probably the last, um, you know, in air quotes, controversial pick on my list, as it were. I don't think anyone thinks this game sucks, but nobody talks about this game. Not a single person brought it up, I don't think. Maybe Maybe it's an honorable mention. Uh, But it really is an absolute guilty pleasure of mine. And I'm going to stand alone on this, ranking it as high as I am, but my seventh favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... super punch out and it's funny because most super nintendo games people talk about how they're better than their nes counterparts you know mario got better on a super nintendo link zelda better on a super nintendo castlevania etc so on but with super punch out nobody says it sucks but everyone seems to prefer the nes version I, i think both these games are dope if you listen to my favorite nes games of all time this episode of Expansion Pass that I did a few months ago, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is pretty high on my list of favorite NES games of all time. But I've said it. I've always said this. I'll die on this hill. I like Super Punch-Out better than Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's not as hard. Maybe that's why I like it because I can beat it. Uh but I just I think there's more variety in the fighters. Uh I, it's awesome seeing characters from the NES game like Super Macho Man and Bald Bull and Mr. Sandman brought back in big bright beautiful 16-bit bodies. It's looks so good. Soda Popinski's not in Super Punch-Out, which gets it bonus points in my books cuz fuck him so hard. Uh I also like the stamina meter at the bottom uh of super punch out better than the star punches from the nes version maybe a, a hot take but they're both great both great games uh, and a, a very unique combination of fighting and like a puzzle game almost uh, and i think that's what makes these games so special they really are easy to learn you know when you beat up glass joe or gabby j but then they get become very difficult to master they, they reward practice no doubt. And when I played super punch out as a kid, I ran my record on my file up to 255 and O, which is the limit. The game caps at that. That's such a weird number for it to cap at, but that's where it caps. I beat everyone in the game in under one minute. It's, it's probably the game that I, you know, I mastered the most back in the day. I just could not stop playing it. If I ever decided to get into speed running, Super Punch Out is probably a top contender for the game that I would consider doing it with. I love this game, man. And some people might disagree with it being so high on my list all the way up here at number seven, uh, but I don't care. I adore this game. It's a hidden gem on the SNES. It's It really is. And Mike Tyson fears Nick Bruiser. Put that shit in the bank. Uh, episode 83 of remember the game was all about super punch out if you're interested and um i think that's the last controversial take looking at the rest of my list here uh like if the rest of the games that i'm about to count off aren't on your best nes games list i don't know what to tell you i i it's you're crazy uh i almost think maybe there's one more small tier gap here just personally because the next six games I'm about to count down are legitimate contenders for my favorite games of all time, period. Not just on the SNES. I love all these games so much. And uh, and when we brought up F-Zero back in number 12, I said that it had a top-shelf SNES soundtrack. One of the best. But my number six game is the one game that I would probably put in front of it. Not only does it have the best soundtrack in the series, not just on the Super Nintendo, but in the series of these games, but it is also the best game in the series, in the entire franchise as well. My sixth favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... Mega Man X. Ah, God, I love it. Like, this is where I'm worried that this episode of Expansion Pass is going to start to get boring and stale because what can I say about these last few games that I have not said a hundred times over the last three years? Um, I think Mega Man X is the best Mega Man game ever made across all Mega Man series. Anything with Mega Man in the title, I think Mega Man X is the best they've ever done and honestly I don't even think it's close and I like a lot of Mega Man games but I Mega Man X is just it's it's perfect it is literally perfect James Clark wrote it to us on Patreon and said, I would have to say it's a coin flip between Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario World, and Mega Man X. Those are the three games I probably dumped the most amount of time into, but I will play by the rules, and I will narrow it down to Mega Man X. It was a great reboot to an amazing series, has more games than Mario, and it had such great, tight controls. If you beat the game, you deserved it. There weren't any accidents, warp whistles, going behind Bowser's Castle. This game made you earn it you're goddamn right it did, James Clark. Thank you for writing in. Now, I will say, I don't think Mega Man X is as hard as most other Mega Man games. And I don't know if that's just because I've played it so many times. I know what's coming, where to go, what order to go in. But I've always found Mega Man X to be one of the easier Mega Man games, particularly once you power X up and get stuff like the dash boots and the blaster. Uh, it's still crazy fun, though. This game is right at the top of of my comfort food games list. I I bought it numerous times across numerous consoles. I will keep buying it because I just love it. I really love this game. Incredible robot masters, fucking banging soundtrack, great graphics. X is an awesome character. I love the way Dr. Light shows up in flashbacks. When you find the booth to tell the story, it just gets me excited. It just gets me excited. I, I, I can't think of anything else to say. I I frankly think that the Mega Man X series really came off the rails fast. Um, I'm I'm praying that we get a Mega Man 11 equivalent to Mega Man X because I thought Mega Man 11 was fucking awesome and I would love to see them do something like that with Mega Man X. Just such a killer fucking game. I love it. We covered Mega Man X way back on episode 10 of Remember the Game and I'm almost positive that we're going to revisit it Sometime before episode 200, we will revisit Mega Man X. Whew. So now that brings us to the top five, and and I'm willing to bet most of you that have been listening to my podcasts for a length of time probably could name the five games that are left. Uh, I'm sure some of you are probably trying to name them right now. You're like thinking to yourself, uh, it's just a matter of figuring out what order they go in. And I honestly don't know how much more I'm going to have to say about these games because I've talked about them so many times. But let's get into the top five, man. My fifth favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 and a couple of you have did mention it or you mentioned just the Final Fantasy Super Nintendo games as a whole nobody outright picked Final Fantasy 2 4 ahead of Final Fantasy 3 6 as their favorite game and and I think that's fair because I'll be in reality if I take off my edge loving rose colored shades Final Fantasy 3 is the better game in almost every aspect over Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo but as I've said it many 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 times on this show, this was my first ever RPG. My friend Rob owned it, and I used to go over and just watch him play it. And I was just obsessed with reading all the stats, reading about the items. I would read that instruction manual with all the spells and all the weapons in it just over and over and over again. Rob, myself and my buddy Daniel would just talk about this game like fucking crazy. And when my buddy Rob, when, my, when Rob lent it to me as a child so I could play it, I played it like I was possessed. I was obsessed. Every morning before I went to school, I would fire it up and write down like my HP and my magic points for every character so I could show them how much you know how strong my characters were getting. and I just I was completely addicted to the idea of leveling up, grinding for XP, watching your characters get stronger. And uh, well, I consider myself a pretty middle of the road RPG fan these days. Uh, I have a lot of love for a bunch of RPGs on the SNES and this is where it all started for me. And I gotta be honest, I love the linearity of final fantasy two, uh, slash four compared to final fantasy three slash six. You fuck. I hate having to say that so much. Um, but you can explore, you can explore the world late in the game in final fantasy two, but you're, you're, I love that your party members are always decided for you. You never get to choose who you're taking with you. Uh, You don't get to choose where they learn spells. They just learn them as they level up. I might be in the minority, but I love it that way. And I love the characters in this game. Like, Palom and Porom are fucking awesome. Telesrad, Kane, Edge, Cecil, Sid is great in this game. As long as you can stomach that fucking dungeon where you can't use metal weapons... This game is a treat. I have played it so many times. We uh, we covered it back on episode fifty six. of Remember the game? And my guests for that episode were actually my childhood friends Daniel and Rob. That you know that, that I played this game with as a, as a kid. Uh, this is a very special video game for me. Final Fantasy two. I fucking love that game. Oh, I love that game so much. And then the after years came out. And it was just hot garbage. But we won't talk about that. <sighs> Now, number four and number three on my list, they are interchangeable for me based on my mood. I, I ranked them to lock it in, and the reason I put them in the order I did was because if I could only play one of them for the rest of time, I would rather play the game I ranked at three than the game I ranked at four. But both of these games are just super special to me. So my fourth favorite Super Nintendo game of all time... super mario rpg legend of the seven stars i uh, i'm streaming this game on twitch these days or trying to fucking internet uh and the number of people we've had quite a few people that have just popped into the stream without even knowing who i am without knowing about the podcast because they saw what we were playing and they just came by to talk about how much they love mario rpg there's been a few of those now and it's been awesome i think that's really really cool this is a very special game for a lot of people. And Chris Knife007 wrote into us on Patreon and said, "This is so hard. There's too many great games. I'm going to have to lean on nostalgia a little and go with Super Mario RPG. It meant so much to me at the time. It was my first taste of a whole new genre. I loved the time-to-attacks and battle systems, the music. Everything about this game triggers good memories for me." And uh, yeah, I feel the exact same way, Chris Knife. I'm like I'm fully aware that Super Mario RPG is not the deepest RPG you've ever played. I think you could go as far as to argue that it's like Baby's first RPG in some retrospects. It's not overly deep or complicated. Uh, and when you stack it up against some of the other RPGs on this Super Nintendo, it's actually kind of shallow. And I understand that. But it, but it's Mario in a way that we had never seen him before. Plus you get to play as Bowser and they really flushed Bowser's character out for the first time and just made him a big dumb goof. And I, the reason I love Bowser so much, why I'm such a big fan, is this video game this game also introduces Gino, who we never see again but it's just fucking awesome and it introduces Mallow, who we never see again but he's just fucking awful it's the same thing and the way that fuck i hate Mallow. um the way they make it an rpg while still keeping it mario-ish you know with the platforming and the timed hits in combat and the iconic characters and stuff it just it was really special i don't know if we'll ever see a game like this again I know the Paper Mario games are out there. They're cool. We would not have them without Mario RPG. This was just... This was like the first time they mixed peanut butter with chocolate was Super Mario RPG. It's it's just... It's got to be the game that people have been asking Nintendo to add to Super Nintendo Online the most. Uh, and I really hope that they can make a deal with Square Enix to get it on there. Like, get it somewhere. Even if people have to pay for it. Because it really is just a game that every Mario fan should play without question, one of my favorite games of all time. And I know I've used this word a lot, but it really is a special game to me. It scratches my Mario itch. It scratches my SNES itch, my nostalgia itch, my RPG itch. It scratches all my itches and I itch so much. And it's not very long. It's not like a 40 hour commitment. This is like a 15 hour game fucking oh it's perfect we covered it on episode 9 of remember the game we covered it again on episode 115 of remember the game and i bet you sometime in the two or three hundreds we will talk about it again because i just i love it so it deserves it deserves countless episodes super mario rpg legend of the seven stars imagine a remake of super mario rpg oh my god no it'll never happen but anyway oh that'd be so sick okay So that leaves three games. And uh, you you probably know what the three games are. You you certainly know what number one is. Uh, And I bet you there are people out there right now that know what number two and number three are. So before I finish this list, uh, because I don't have much to say about these final three games, uh, I do want to shout out the rest of the oddball games that you guys wrote in with. And and full disclosure, I don't know anything about these games. So I have nothing to add here. But if they're important to you guys, then I appreciate that and I want to share them on the show. (laughs) excuse me i've been talking for a long time brandon o'brien wrote in and said easy front missions with the fan-made english translation and ogre battle i I don't know those games i know of ogre battle but all right uh luis wrote in and said the all-time classics for me are super metroid chrono trigger super mario world mario kart donkey kong country etc but some of my favorites were beat-em-ups, including licensed games, Final Fight, Maximum Carnage, Batman Returns, Captain America, and a personal favorite that wouldn't show up anywhere was NCAA Final Four. I played this with my brother and have so many good memories of playing this together. Uh, I will say, Luis, Spider-Man Venom Maximum Carnage was in my 20s because I it didn't make my top 20, but I, yeah, I, I have a soft spot for that game as well. Jeffrey Mathis wrote in and said, outside of the big hitters like Chrono Trigger and the Final Fantasy games, my favorite is Lufia 2. Lufia? I think it's Lufia. Um, Take good JRPG mechanics with Zelda-like dungeons and items to solve puzzles with non-random encounters. It is amazing. And Jeffrey's bought that game up a couple of times. I'll have to look into it eventually. Ari Picker wrote in and said, "Shadow Run. It's a cyberpunk RPG. So, so good. And UN Squadron. It is the ultimate flying game. And Makeshift Mallow Money. Wrote and it said, favorite mainstream games are gonna be covered like crazy. So my favorite game on the SNES that no one has heard of is Young Merlin. It is the most Zen action RPG ever made. Um <laughs> Young Merlin seems like a game you would be into, makeshift mallow. I have nothing to add here. I don't, like I said, I just wanted to give you guys your due. I don't know a lot of these games. I'm not gonna, I just I I got nothing. I got nothing. So let's get into my final three. Um My number three game is Absolute Comfort Food. Again, it's like Mega Man X. It's like Super Mario World. It's a game I've played through a trillion times. I will keep playing it because it is a perfect video game. My third favorite SNES game of all time the original donkey kong country uh, you guys know i love this game right i talk about it all the time all three super nintendo donkey kong country games are great two is the best but the first one is just it's in my blood man like it is it's in me it is in my body this is the first platformer that i remember playing and thinking i like this better than mario and and today i don't know if that's the case. But I would put it right up alongside it. I've I've played it a million times. Diddy Kong is a hero. Donkey Kong is awesome in this game. Cranky Kong is my mentor. I remember looking at this game when I was a kid and thinking they'll never look better than this. And of course, they do today. But I still think Donkey Kong Country looks fucking awesome. I, I don't have a criticism of this game. Uh, too loud for the crowd. Wrote in with some picks and said, Donkey Kong Country, Ninja Turtles, Turtles, and Time, which is my personal favorite, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Sunset Riders, and Runner Up, Bugs Bunny, Rabbit, Rampage. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you too loud. I can't come along with Bugs Bunny, but Donkey Kong, Zelda, Mario, Turtles, I get all bored. I get all that. And then uh, Murat Pepper, and I hope I'm saying your name right. If I'm not, DM me and yell at me and I'll fix it. Um, but Murat said, uh, my favorite would have to be Donkey Kong country because I have the best memories playing that game at my friend's house. And uh, yeah, I agree with you, Pepper. There, there are few games that I have as many memories of playing as a kid as I do the original Donkey Kong country. It's probably the game I played the most after super Mario world. And it's just one of those games. I was so proud of being able to beat it because I know people think it's tough. I don't think it's nearly as hard as Donkey Kong Country 2, but it is still not a walk in the park. This game will feed you your lunch if you're not paying attention, especially some of like the snow and the ice levels. It can, it can get hard, man. Uh, but I love it. I love everything about Donkey Kong Country. It's perfect. I, I don't know what I can say that I haven't said a million times. It revitalized the Donkey Kong franchise. I pray, I pray that we get a new donkey kong country game soon i would take a remake of this one i don't give a fuck just give me something donkey kong country please we actually covered this game back on episode 42 of remember the game if you're interested in going back to that and that brings me to my final two and these are going to be fast because i'm done i've spent not done with this episode but you know exactly how i feel about these games my second favorite super nintendo game ever Of course, it's Earthbound, and I I don't want to spoil anything, but we ranked RPGs back on episode 37 of Expansion Pass, and Ness and his friends got a pretty high spot on that list as well. It's my second favorite Super Nintendo game of all time and Robert Lippa wrote in and said the SNES was where I really started to game I was too young to appreciate the NES but the SNES had me captivated right away picking one game is damn near impossible Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 Donkey Kong Country Super Mario World Legend of Zelda Demon's Crest Hit the Ice Mega Man X Mega Man 7 Final Fantasy 3 Final Fantasy Legends those are all great games that were a lot of fun back in the day but since listening to your podcast and hearing you sing the praises of Earthbound I put my hatred for this game on hold 20 years after after my first attempt at beating it I came out of the other side with a profound and deep love for this game a time capsule of the 90s quirky characters a solid story that is some totally something my friends and I probably would have come with ourselves on the playground the 90s were different burps farts poop and puke were all funny and it sold so I would have to say a game that everyone has to play and is hands down my favorite snes game is earthbound there isn't much else like it readily available on the market there is a zelda and friend er, final fantasy on nearly every nintendo console but only one earthbound at least in north america well said well fucking said robert charlie Medeiros wrote in and said i like most of the ones everyone is going to list but i think i'm going to be the only one to follow the rules and pick one game you were pretty close uh mario paint And then he says, I'm kidding. Uh, I do like it though. Uh, My pick is Earthbound. Lots of close seconds, but Earthbound was special. It made me realize that JRPG didn't have to take place in some fantasy medieval times. It had burger joints and arcades. It's not the only one, but it was the first one I saw do this. And I have so many memories of 11-year-old me trying to recreate it on RPG Maker. Great game. Also probably what everybody else said. Uh, Great system and a great library. Yeah, well done. You guys summed it up perfectly. Final Fantasy 2 is my first RPG, but Earthbound was different. It connected with me like very few games ever have connected with me. To take an RPG like like Final Fantasy, but then make it about regular kids doing regular things in regular places, that really, you know, that really connected with little 10-11 year old Adam, man. I, I had the player's guide, I memorized that book. I've probably finished Earthbound more than any RPG I've ever played. I don't think there's a point or a dungeon in this game that I don't like. Uh, Final Fantasy felt like a video game. Earthbound felt like a cartoon that you could play. You know, the music, the graphics, all. Oh, particularly in battle with the funky backgrounds and the cool music and the rolling hit points, the story, the items, the characters. I know I've thrown the word special around three billion times. If you drank every time I said special today, you're fuck, you're dead. It's, oh, it's too late. Um, but this game really is special i connected with earthbound in a way that i have never connected with any video game before uh it's just god i love it man i wish i could use ness and smash so bad but i just can't i'm not good that's the problem (sighs) we covered earthbound back on episode 19 of remember the game and it will get another episode of this show someday you can bet your ass and uh and that brings us to number one and you all know what it is. It's anticlimactic. Here's the song. Of course, it's Super Mario World. You all know how I feel. It is the perfect video game. And a couple of you mentioned it as your favorite. Spencer wrote in and said, when I was in the first grade, my dad had an SNES emulator on his PC. He let me play Super Mario World and it has been my favorite 2D Mario game ever since. That makes me feel old as fuck, Spencer. But I agree. I agree. And Scott Brooks wrote in and said, so many to choose from in this 16-bit era of gaming. I'd say this is a tough choice for me, but I'd be lying. Super Mario World is not only my favorite game on the SNES, it's still one of my favorite games to this day. When I'm having a bad day or if I want to relax, I blaze through Donut Plains and Vanilla Dome and I'm instantly transported back to the SNES's heyday. The memories that are attached to this game and ingrained in me are so cherished that no modern-day AAA blockbuster release will ever be as impactful on me as this game was. Uh, yeah, fucking right. Well said, you guys. Well said. I uh, I know it's not a dramatic ending to this episode, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, but if I said anything other than Super Mario World, I'd be lying. The entire Remember the Game industries is propped up and built around my love of Super Mario World. I can't. Of course, it's number one. So uh, I didn't want to just close it on that, though. So to wrap it up, I wanted to touch on a couple of games that missed the cut Because I'm sure you're wondering where they are. So I'm just going to quickly break down my 21 through 25. I'm not going to get into details on them. Secret of Evermore was number 21. Chrono Trigger was number 22. And I've never hidden the fact that I'm not the world's biggest Chrono Trigger fan. I think it's a fine game. It's very good. But just for whatever reason, it has never clicked with me. The characters, the setting, the combat. I, I mean, look, I just ranked, what, four RPGs ahead of it? And I have Secret of Evermore in front of it, too. It's a good game. It's just not. It's just not for me. It's just not my jam. I had Mario uh, All Stars at number twenty three. It's fun, and I would have liked to get into my top twenty, but I'm fine just playing the three NES versions. I'd rather play all the other games that I listed first. And then Silver Grunion wrote in, and I know a couple of you brought up this pick as well, but Silver Grunion literally just said favorite Super Nintendo game of all time: Turtles in Time. And uh, I said I had that game at number twenty four, and like, look, I you guys know I'm a Turtles borderline unhealthy addict of the Ninja Turtles and I love this game but when I play it today it's just kind of yeah you know what I mean it's like I've played it so many times and I love it I'll always love it but I really just don't have any urge to play it again so that's why I put it low but I I love some turtles in time it's just god I just don't have any more times I could play that fucking game And then we're going to end on this. This is how we're ending this show. My 25th favorite Super Nintendo game. And I swear to God, it's legit. I'm not pandering. Is fucking Bubsy. The first Bubsy is a good game. Fuck you. That is a good video game. Play it. Don't play any other game he's got, but play the first one. It is a good fucking game. Number 25. Bubsy and that's it that's my list feedback is encouraged you can leave comments on this podcast on the patreon page I'll see them I'll reply to them feel free to shoot me a dm over on patreon if you want if you want to talk about it uh guys we've done 50 of these that is really cool when I launched it I didn't know if I'd get to 50 and like we're fucking growing by 10 15 patreons every couple of weeks and we had 20,000 downloads or 50 expansion passes who knows where we'll be next year? I love thinking about that kind of shit. Who fuck, by episode 100 of this, maybe there really will be a Remember the Game Industries. And I owe that all to you. So thank you all so, so much. I hope that this episode lived up to the hype. I know we've been talking about ranking SNES games for a while. And uh, yeah, thank you all. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again soon. I'm going to go play some fucking Super Nintendo. Cheers. So again, if you enjoyed that episode, everybody, and you want more of them, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Supporting us on... Patreon at patreon.com slash Game Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Uh, two bucks a month gets you a new episode of Expansion Pass every Thursday. We have game rankings. We have game reviews. I do funny episodes. We look back at consoles and systems. You guys hear the spiel every week. You know what it's like. Uh, so there's an example of what you get. But again, wait until January 1st if you're thinking about signing up. Because I would hate to see you sign up on December 31st. Get charged that day and then get charged again 24 hours later. They're going to hit you the day you sign up. And then they'll hit you on the first of every month. So you sign up the first couple of days of January. That's the best fucking bargain, all right? So thanks again for listening to all the shows this year. Thank you so much for all the support and the kind words. And I'll talk to you guys in 2022. Take it easy, hot dogs. Happy holidays, hot dogs. There it is. Cheers. Goodbye.